on-farm innovation has a wonderful history in Australia, and the name H.V. McKay, Hugh Victor McKay, looms large given he developed the Sunshine Harvester, seen as the first commercially viable combine harvester. Well, today on The Yarn, we speak with Hugh McKay, a new generation of Hugh McKay, an agricultural inventor currently developing a fully automated fencing machine. Hello and welcome to The Yarn. It's a podcast for the Australian wool industry. I'm Marius Cumming. So the Science and Innovation Awards for Young People in Agriculture is a Federal Department of Agriculture initiative and Australian Wool Innovation is a sponsor. In fact, the recipient has been Hugh McKay, who submitted his idea for a fully automated fencing machine. But he hasn't just designed it. He's built the prototype, which hasn't just involved welding and manufacture, but it's also involved the electronics, the electrics, the coding as well. And like many ideas, it stemmed from simple hard work. An idea that I've been thinking about for a while, I did product design engineering at Swinburne University in Melbourne. And part of our final year project was to come up with a new or inventive um, process or product and um, so I was thinking about lots of different ideas that I could use for that and um, spending lots of time back on the farm over the summer. Um, we were doing lots of fencing over that summertime and I'm not a huge fan of fencing. It's pretty slow and it's pretty time laboring and especially in 35 degree summers um, back at home, it's not that enjoyable personally. So. I kind of got thinking that surely there could be a better way of doing this and then um, started yeah, getting some ideas down and looking at what options are out there and it kind of started snowballing from there. Yes, it seems like the, the greatest inventions seem to come from pain sometimes, don't they? So, um, the, yeah, that's right. Um, so for want of a better term, it, it's, you, you've built what is essentially a giant nail gun for, um, for steel posts um, tell us a bit about yeah. the. <laughs> tell us a little bit about the design. Yeah, yeah so it's a, it's a large trailer um, with a big cartridge system on the back, kind of similar to, to as you said with a nail gun. You have a big cartridge that you slide all your posts in. Um, it's got a kind of a finger system, I call, that grabs each post and slides down um, the cartridge, and so it'll be able to hold. It can hold fifty posts. Um, our picker posts and then once the cartridge is loaded up then um, that's when the automation begins of uh, using GPX technology to be able to drive the trailer into the correct position and then the post feeder will feed it to a pneumatic driver where it will drive the post into the ground and um, yeah, allow you to go forward to the next post and run out your fence line. Well, congratulations for getting this far, Hugh. It's um, it's it's quite amazing that not only that you you've thought and designed the uh, the smart fencer, but you've welded it together, uh, you've built it essentially, and you've coded it. And so the um, one of, it's a great example of a young mind at work in the modern day because not only have you used the physical aspect of it, but you've you've coded it, and it is. Uh, uh, you use GPS to um, to, to slide the uh, post driver laterally to get that exact point. So um, well done on combining all those things together. That must have been quite something. Yeah, it was a it was a quite a quite a big difficult 
process. The, the machine itself, there's lots of kind of simple parts in it, but I guess combining them all together to make them all work um, in unison, that's kind of been the really tricky part. And I was really grateful for AWR to sponsor the, the Innovation Award and be able to win that grant money to get me going um, and give me a bit of a kickstart um, because it was all on paper before there. So once I got the money and I started looking at how I was able to spend it, I quickly realised that um, even though it was a $20,000 grant, it's just, you know, you can chew up $20,000 pretty quickly. So I kind of had to look at what I could do myself and how I could kind of do it as cost-effectively as possible. So uh, unfortunately that meant quite a lot of time in the shed and welding and cutting and getting the wires right and a lot of time on Google just checking out, you know, different ways of doing things and um, optimising it as, as cheaply and cost-effectively as possible. So, yeah, it was a pretty big mission, but... Um, yeah, pretty happy with how we've gone so far. So, it's uh, it's such a pity that, um, as you, I think you you say, it would be great to have seen this in uh, innovation awards at the Henty Field Days or at Hamilton Sheep Vention or any on farm innovation awards. And it's nice of you to recognise AWI, but this is exactly why wool growers pay a levy uh, to spark ideas like this. And so um, it's it's money well spent, I'd imagine, for you know, wool growers listening to this. Where where can people see your prototype at work, Hugh? It's funny you mentioned the field days because uh, we live just next door to the Henty Machinery Field Days and that was one of my goals to try and have it up and running and um, showcase at the Henty Machinery Field Days this year. But Obviously, with the current conditions, um, that's been cancelled. So um, we haven't haven't really officially launched it or, or um, publicised it anywhere um, as of yet. Um, we've still we've still got a long way to go, to be honest. The the GPS components of it currently um, is very minimal um, and, and it's nowhere near accurate enough uh, to be able to run this machine effectively. Uh, most of the prototypes, the physical build, the actual grabbing of the post, moving, um, driving into the ground system, that's you know, about 95% done. Um, but the GPS uh, component and the software development and um, all of that kind of componentry, that, that requires a fair bit more work. And it's, I've been lucky to be able to do quite a lot of the coding and electrical and software development, but I think this might be starting to get out of my my league, and I might be I might have to start looking for some expertise in that in that uh, environment um, that can really get this this part right. Because the GPS, you know, it's great to have this machine that'll be able to uh, do all the work for you, but if you, at the end of the day it ends up with a pretty wonky looking fence, it's it's not a very viable product at all. Well, here's, um, here's the chance, Hugh. Who, what sort of expertise are you are you looking for? Make make the call. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, if anyone knows a lot about GPS and RTK, please do get in contact with me. But um, yeah, it's it's about I guess finalising the the way it's going to work, and there's a few different ways that I can do it, and I'm currently kind of working through. Um, what is the best way, but I guess at the moment, um, similar ways to the 
you know, you, you track this work with the GPS, um, like the John Deere um, GPS units that we have at home, um, potentially teaming up with someone like them to be able to use, utilize their infrastructure um, could be a really uh, viable, cost-effective way. Um, otherwise, you'd have to create your own base stations or portable base stations. So, yeah, there's a lot of work there, and um, yeah, I'm just trying to figure figure that all out at the moment. So you, you'd like to hear from someone with uh, particular GPS experience um, building them building into current technologies. Yeah, yeah, because uh, I've been GPS has been around for a long time, but getting it down to the centimetre level accuracy, um, that's that's a bit trickier than, I mean, everyone's mobile phone in their pocket will track them down to a couple of metres, but unfortunately fence needs to be a lot, lot more precise than that. So, yeah, anyone, anyone with expertise in that area, that would be fantastic to have a bit of help. Well, Hugh, tell us a little bit about how your prototype is working. I assume you've, you've given it a go. Yeah, yeah, so um, we've uh, spent a fair bit of time building and testing along the way. So the post feeder system um, is automated. So um, what's the best way? So basically you grab a post, you first star picket, and you lean into the back of the trailer and hold it up against the, the feeding point and press a button and it'll grab the post and move it down one section. And so you can just repeat that with as many many posts as you as you need. Um, holds up to 50. So you know, at five metre posts, five metre spacing, that that'll give you um, 300 metres of length um, before you need to reload. Then I've just currently got it with wire spinners um, at the plain wire spinners that sit on the back of the trailer. And so you can feed them through the posts through the cartridge system and tie them onto your strainers at the at the start of your run um and then from there it's um it's pretty well automated it's just the gps that we need to sort out so you tie it on and start driving along your fence line um the gripper system at the back will grab the star picket post pull it out and then move it horizontally into the correct position based on the gps uh, then there's a pneumatic post driver that drives the post into the ground, uh, releases it, and notifies you to drive on to the next, next, yeah, next post. So you're you're happy with how it's been working so far? Uh, we've done I've, I've done a little bit of testing. Um, we've still got uh, a lot a lot to go. Unfortunately, the last month. Um, I haven't been able to, to continue with the testing due to being stuck down in Victoria and not being able to get back across the border to New South Wales. Um, so, yeah, I'm thrilled with how what, what I've been able to achieve in the last year. Um, but, yeah, there's lots of little optimizations. As I'm always looking at it and thinking, OK, that bracket needs to move over there because that'll give us a bit more space to be able to move, you know, an extra 50 mil leeway and... If I want to use a taller post, we're going to actually have to bump this up. So as you're testing and as you're going along and building, there's always something that will spark your idea and think, oh, there's a better way of doing this. We need to change that um, when we get to it. So, 
yeah, at, at the moment it's been great and, and um, it's exciting to have all the bits and pieces moving and the physical machine that's, you know, getting a post from one end to the other and into the ground, um, but making it as efficient and, and ease of use as possible. That's, yeah, there's still, still lots to go on that. So it's currently designed with plain wires that you obviously thread through um, through the, the lined-up um, pickets, um, and therefore, yep. therefore you, you also still need to put the droppers on afterwards. Is that right? Uh, yeah, so we, we do a variety of different sensors at home. Um, the, also, the goal with this one is to have a, have like a, use a ring lock, um, on a spinner that can run out along the side of it. So it's depending on what you want to do, if you want to use just flame-wise, um, then you could just use the flames, or otherwise you could run your ring lock along the side and then you'd have to tension and tie on at the end. Same if you wanted to do a barbed wire on the top, um, you'd have to tension and tie that off at the end of the, at end of the run. Right, so you, yes, you obviously have, have both methods in mind um so what expertise particularly are you looking for now to to help kick you along Hugh? you did mention the the gps but uh what else would you like help from from industry to help kick this along a bit there's a few things i mean funding's obviously a big one um these kind of things are very expensive and trying to build the first prototype was there's lots of variables and buying one of every product is a lot more expensive than mass production. So I'm kind of, I'm currently looking at different funding opportunities, um, looking at, yeah, what, what I can do with some further work, further funding and then taking it to commercial level. Um, outside of funding, just general kind of, um, business and, and, Developing, you know, a product from a, a, a small something that I've made in the back of the shed into a commercial viable product is is a big is a big thing, and there's a lot of business involved and um, scaling, and so any advice and um, collaboration I can do um, with, on a commercial or business sense, then I think that would definitely be um, valuable to have with my engineering and product design background, we've done some kind of business um, and commercial understanding, but yeah, there's obviously, there's a lot out there and it's, it's a big, big world to, to try and jump into. So yeah, that's something else I'd be, I'm looking for as well. We didn't sort of mention at the start, but obviously this is driven by air pressure. Yeah, so there's a, we've, I've got a generator on the back and an air compressor. So most of the motors are pneumatic, um, that slide back and forth, and then um, the electronics all obviously require uh, 12 volts and uh, 36 volts for some of the larger stepper motors. Um, and yeah, Sam, so we're looking at putting batteries in in the future and, and trying to make it as environmentally friendly as possible. Um, but yeah, there's obviously still lots of lots of improvements to be made. Fantastic. Well, Hugh, congratulations on your. Uh, progress so far it seems like you've done a lot of heavy lifting with this and there's still a way to go but um, hopefully you haven't lost heart and that there is some help on the way to help you get this over the line and and finally get it commercialized 
Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's been it's been a big pro program, but um, it's been a lot of fun, and I've learned an enormous amount of stuff with, as you said, from ranging from um, building and metalworks to software design and electrical, um, and just problem solving and nutting it out along the way. It's been a lot of tricky times down in the shed trying to figure out why something's not working, but eventually, once you get it working and it, it ticks over and the post moves from one spot to the other, it's very exciting. So um, there's been lots of little wins along the way like that, which is, has made it, you know, all worth it. And now looking at a at a trailer that's looking a lot more promising than bits and pieces of paper that I was looking at a few years ago. So, yeah, thanks thanks for your kind words. And, it's um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Hopefully we can keep moving forward and... and um, get the smart sensor out there soon for people to use. That's Hugh McKay. How good is it to hear from such a young, enthusiastic and talented young person? So keep your eyes peeled at future farming field days for the Smart Fencer. So Hugh was the recipient of a Science and Innovation Awards for Young People in Agriculture, a federal government initiative. And if you would indeed like to help him along with some advice or any form of assistance, please get in contact with us via email at theyarnatwool.com. It's great getting your feedback via that email as well. So from me, Murray is coming. Thanks for having a yarn with us and I look forward to your company again next time. <music>